0: Welcome to hashtag love yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to hashtag love yourself. On today's episode, we are going to talk about mourning and loss. All right. Well, first thing, what is mourning? What's the definition? The first thing is that it's the act of deep sorrow sadness or regret about the loss or disappearance of someone or something. And I think that we all attribute mourning to deaths, right? Or really big losses like divorces or things like that. But I think that we forget that mourning and the mourning process of loss is really, really important and healthy and loving ourselves in the best way when we can do this for even the small things, right? So it's not just about losing a life, but it can be that, but it comes in all forms. So, you know, from losing lives, to losing relationships, to losing opportunities, to losing, you know, our dreams of what we desired, right? Um, and I think it's a really healthy step and it's really important to actually loving ourselves in the right healthy way to know how to do this in varying degrees right to know when to do it when it's a really traumatic situation when the loss is so great like it's a human life or or even an animal life that is really a big part of our world and our our time and our energy and When that loss comes and all the changes that come with it, um, that's a trauma, right? And we need to know how to mourn that large scale thing in a way that helps us keep afloat and, and not go under, right? Emotionally and mentally and physically even, you know? But then we also need to, on the other side, we also need to know how to properly mourn the small things, right? Like the little things that maybe people take for granted or feel like are insignificant but like even like you know the opportunities like we talked about right so so maybe a smaller thing that people forget to mourn properly um when when we need to love ourselves in a healthy way is like let's say you had your heart set on a desire or a job for example right let's say you had a job and you just felt like you were really going to get it and you threw all your you know self into like you know you know, getting this job, and it was like, you felt like it was your direction and your life, you know, plan, and then you don't get it, right? And it doesn't work out, and and most people would just say, oh, get over it, right? And But oftentimes, we're f- left with feelings and emotions um, and sadness and feeling, feeling the, the changes of that loss, right, and not knowing how to love ourselves through it, and the difference between... Um, loving yourselves through it, it really comes down to, and not loving yourself through it, really comes down to having t- two different types of experiences through your um, mourning and your grief, right, of the loss, um, where like on one side it's, you know, spiraling down into a deep depression that you can't even get out of, and that you know you're not you're not taking care of yourself at, you know, many levels. Right. And life just doesn't feel worth living. Right. That's like a hard, unwanted, undesirable path that we don't want anybody to have to experience. Right. Versus the other you know side of the spectrum where you have prepared yourself and you have really set a really healthy foundation for loving yourself and self-care and good self-talk. And so then your journey through your loss and through the changes that loss brings, um, you know, it's still hard. It's not going to take the hardness away from it, but it's going to be something with like positive beliefs and it's going to be, um, you know, there with your self love and your self care and, and moments of moments of comfort, right? Not that you're going to be comforted the whole time. So nothing is ever like sunshine and roses a hundred percent of the time. Right. But, um, if you can go through a traumatic situation and experience and give yourself, you know, um, beautiful, loving things that, that fill you up during a traumatic experience, it, it lessens the trauma and it lessens the, the severity of, of the situation for yourself. Right. And versus being cut off and having nothing and, and really being starved, right. Of, of all the things that feel good to you. And, being in a dark cold um, unhappy place. So that's my my purpose with trying to learn about how to properly mourn um, and to really give awareness and attention to the fact that and I see it all over the place people talking about how you know they were hit with a big loss and no you know they were never prepared which I, I don't think we can ever really fully prepare ourselves but um, you know, growing up, we didn't know how to, um, to, to mourn properly because I don't think it's something. And I think when people are mourning, it's such a unique experience and a unique journey to yourself that even if you watch someone else mourn, right? Like let's say you have a family member who has like a, you know, um, a distant friend that passes away that you didn't know, so you're not really mourning their loss, but you watch your family member mourn as a child growing up, it's still, um, you know, what what might be good for them might not necessarily be what you need during your mourning because it's a unique journey and it's a unique path. So no one can ever really prepare you for your mourning except for you, right? And, and that's where the self-love comes in for the morning and for losses and just to get you to I think it's good to talk about this in general so that when you experience trauma through loss, right? Um that you can survive it and know and have your faith and and know that you will make it through, right? Even in those moments where it feels like you're not going to, when you feel like your whole world is crashing down around you, you will remember all of your what you've learned and all that you can do because it's not in the moment when you lose something and you're in trauma that's not the time to go out and research you know or to like try to figure out what you can do to feel better right it's best to already know what makes you feel good you know, already what, what you can do for yourself so that when you're in those dark situations, you don't even have to think about it. It's just like on deck, like you're, you would know because you've been practicing your self-love, practicing those good emotional tools, response tools for yourself, right? You're practicing how to respond to life in, in a healthier way that, that feels better to you so that you can go through life feeling good. And that's what this is about, right? So we can go through life having a good, enjoyable, pleasurable experience. And there's going to be times when trauma comes and it's not going to be enjoyable and it's not going to be pleasurable. And, and that's okay. Right. But that we will have that light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that we'll always be able to get back. It's not going to last forever. Right. Okay. So, Um, so that's the thing is like when loss comes, how do you love yourself through it? Right. How do you love yourself through it? And maybe you have experienced loss to a large degree in your life, or maybe you haven't. Right. Um, and depending where you're at on that, you can always learn how to love yourself more. I believe like, right. Like I am always discovering that. Every new thing that I experience and every new loss that I go through is not like the other. I mean, some are very similar, but, you know, you're going to experience different things in life. And I'm learning through my own personal journey that every time I experience a loss, when I get through my mourning process or not even get through it, like even in the midst of it, because I'm, I'm actually even going through mourning right now in my life and i'm recognizing that you know every time i go through another phase of mourning something i learn more about myself right i learn more about life in general but i also i turn inward you know and i find myself a little bit more because the only person that's going to get you through it is you there's no one else on this planet right? That can get you through anything but you. So it's like that leaning on yourself. And it's that um, that building of the self that loss actually does, um, which is interesting because it's really crazy to have your outer world be crashing and falling down or something being ripped away from you. And yet it's that the inner you is being strengthened. So it's like, like, those two opposing things, they're opposite, and it's creating one and the other, which is interesting, very interesting. Okay, so, but, so, um, and that's another thing, too, is that I want to emphasize, is that, um, and I kind of talked about it a little bit, but I want to, like, really put the emphasis on it, is don't forget that any size of loss is worth loving yourself Properly through and mourning properly for whatever that is for you right and I'm gonna give you some kind of tips and we're gonna talk about like stages of grief for like maybe some of the big traumatic things but also even these can apply to like the smaller things for like the opportunities or the things the desires that you you know aren't, aren't going to obtain anymore and that you're giving up on and your dreams that you're giving up on and things like that because those are important to mourn as well right That's part of really loving yourself and and loving all of you. Okay, so um, let's talk about the stages of grief. So the stages of grief, um, and most like psychologists or therapists and things like this, um, um, they talk about these stages. So if you go to seek help, um, these are going to be something that um, you're going to learn, right? Um, so the first stage is denial and that's usually the person who is, has experienced the losses, um, they don't really believe it yet. Like in, sometimes that's hard with like a death, you know, because obviously it's kind of cut and dry, but, um, and that's usually the biggest form, but even like in the loss of a relationship, like it's, um, that can last for a really long time. People can, um, be in denial that. They're, they've actually lost what they've lost, right? Because they don't they don't want to, they don't want the loss, like nobody wants the loss, right? Or the heartache of it and the change of it. Um, and then this next stage is anger. And so people usually get really mad. Um, this is when it's really hard to console someone through it and, and to support them because they're, you know, but, but the best thing about anger, let me say, is that it actually makes movement. So when someone's angry, it actually usually makes them make changes and move towards where they need to go. So that's the blessing of anger. But it is a hard, you know, like anger is hard to be in that for too long because it can be destructive too, you know. Um, The third stage is bargaining. So usually this is (laughs) where they're like trying to like get you know like if it's like a separation like trying to get that person back um, um but if it's also like even a death like sometimes this can be really spiritual for somebody and um trying to bargain with you know their their version of what god is or whatever and um you know trying to say that they don't want this life you know without that that person or um or that thing you know Um, Number four is depression and this often like seems to be the longest um, stage that people spend time in which is unfortunate but it's true Um, and I think it's just because when okay so when you have a loss right you're not just dealing with loss what we're actually dealing with is the changes that the loss creates right so the absence of maybe someone you love the absence of, of maybe, um, a way of life that you had, right. That you, that you were so used to. Um, and that can create a lot of depression. And I actually, um, went through this myself, um, when I had a loss, a really big loss in my life, a really traumatic loss. Um, and, and I remember it felt, it did feel like like time didn't exist, um, and it's almost like you, you don't want to get out of it, get out of the depression. So it's very understandable when this. Why they say that this is the longest state of mourning and grief is because, um, because it is, it's probably the hardest part. It's the it's the saddest part, right? And then number five is acceptance, and. Obviously, that's where we all would like to end up and be. Um, and like I said, um, mourning and grief is really unique to you. So, and to, to each person and circumstance. So, it it doesn't matter how long it takes to get to the acceptance piece, right? Um, that is a personal journey, and and the, t- the time does not matter. So, don't ever shame yourself or feel bad for not reaching acceptance. And and just know that. Grief is not like a staircase either, right? It's not like you're gonna be like, okay, I'm going up one step, one, you know, the next, the next. It's literally more like a roller coaster where you're going up and down and backwards and forwards, and you're literally sometimes you you get to acceptance and yay, that's great, and then maybe a month or a year or whatever, you end up back in denial again, or like you know, you jump around into different parts of mourning and grief, and that's okay too that's the thing is you just have to be okay with where you're at right and to face it and to kind of just welcome it in right because i feel like for every loss and every morning that i've ever had to do the healthiest version and the um i'd say the the one where i felt like i didn't i didn't get damaged as much right there wasn't as much trauma for me is when I could just let it in and just let the tears flow, let it be what it needed to be, right? And I think that was like when I got close to just the the closer I got to loving myself, um, the easier loss became, right? Because then I was like my foundation of myself and my belief system Right, and my faith in what I believe in was so big and so strong, and so much, um, so much bigger than than my world crashing around me. (laughs) You know, so if that makes any sense. But okay, so let's go over. Um, I listened to a lot of um, counselors and therapists and support um, people that deal with people mourning and and grieving loss and they gave a lot of suggestions and so I kind of listened to all of them and then compiled um, their suggestions and a lot of them repeated so um, I knew those were good ones Um, and I picked out um, the best ones that I found for you guys so let's go over what those are because I think like I said before it's really important to know the stuff ahead of time of your loss right um, that's part of loving yourself, setting yourself up for success because you can't go through a human life without loss. Like you're gonna experience loss at some point in life and, and being prepared and knowing how to love yourself properly through it um, and just having this information so that like I said when your mind is so fuzzy from trauma, You just have it on deck, like you don't have to go out there and search for what you need, right? You have it within you already, right? Okay. So first, um, respect where you're at and respect whatever feeling that you're in. Because like if you're in the anger stage or if you're in the denial stage, that's okay, because I think that's where, you know, like shame does us no good, right? And, and that's not accepting, like if you're not accepting and respecting where you're at, um, you're doing yourself a disservice because that's the only place you can be, right? That's the, that's the only place you can be. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing, accept yourself. That's like a, the biggest part of loving yourself, right? And, and just know that you're there for a reason you know and i know we hate that a lot of people hate that phrase everything happens for a reason but the truth of that phrase right that i love so much is that everything is for is not for nothing there's there's nothing in this world that's for nothing and you might your human mind might not be able to understand why you're going through with the tragedy or the trauma, right? Oh my dog is snoring, sorry. <laughs> it's nap time for my dogs. Um, but your your human mind might not know that. But we have to we have to lean on the understanding that even though our human minds might not be able to understand it at this moment, right? Um, that are, um, are are the larger part of ourselves, right? The bigger part of ourselves knows what we're doing. Or if you want to call call it the higher power, if you want to believe in whatever you believe in. So if it's like God or whatever, right? That, that, that larger part knows, right? And has a plan and, um, just have faith in that, right? So respect where you're at, respect what you're feeling, respect where you are. And know that at any stage it's okay, and that and just embrace it. Okay, and then the next one was be patient with yourself, and obviously that's really important, um, because you can't just jump to acceptance, right? Like that's not that's not how it works. Um, even when um, it's a small loss, or when you have like loved yourself enough to really be in a healthy place with loss right even when that happens there are stages right and every day is going to be different and you might ping pong back into different places of mourning or grief and you have to be patient with yourself and you have to be you know patient with others that maybe they're in a different place too Okay, and the next one is be compassionate with yourself because you'll need to lean on your kind, nurturing inner voice to get through these changes. So we talk a lot about positive self-talk, but that's when, when we're going through trauma, that's when that voice inside of our head is the loudest. That's when, that's the only thing that we might actually listen to, right? Because it's, it's the only, you know, like, person that's going to get us through this is us, really, truly. And even though there might be helpers along the way, there might be people to lighten our load, there might be people to comfort us and to let us cry on their shoulder, but in the end, it's you. And so that inner voice, we need to have it be nurturing and loving and kind and compassionate to ourselves, right? And if we can coach that voice, back to its natural state that before you know someone coached it out of us and made it into like a nagging voice if we can coach it back into this nurturing loving voice that it's meant to be then during those times that loving voice will soothe us that loving voice will be our light through the hard times right and um just from personal experience um i've like I said, I've been through trauma of loss recently um, for a while now, and I've recognized through myself that um, now that I'm in this healthier place than I was, let's say, a year ago or five years ago even, right, or whatever, um, my recent loss, it was... My voice was so much kinder. I don't know why that makes me emotional. (laughs) That hit me a little bit. But it really made a big difference for me. Like my inner voice, you know, kindly coaching me, saying like, you're being silly, like that fear and that worry is not real. Like, let it, let that fear and that worry go and you don't need to focus on it right now because right now you just need to focus on feeling feeling okay. And don't be mad that you were angry just a minute ago and you know, you're allowed to be angry because this is a big deal. This is your whole life changing. Right, this is your whole life changing, and that's not something little. That's not something to be take light of. Right, and there's one thing that I um, found that I truly believe in. That someone else said that I really, really, it's it spoke to me because I have thought this personally before I heard someone else say it. Pain is a reflection of love. So to the depth that you loved some someone or something, that will be the depth that you grieve. And I remember one time I, I lost a relationship, and I was really sad, and I kept crying all the time. And uh, finally, my partner looked at me and said, "Hey, you gotta you gotta get out of this. You gotta stop. You we need you. Your kids need you. I need you. Like you need to stop. Like this relationship. I don't know why you're so drowning yourself in in your sadness and sorrow for this other person." I know you love them, but, but we need you too. We need the mom. We need, I need my partner, like all these things. And I remember trying to explain my, the depth of my sadness and I looked at my partner and I just said, you know, I hope that the other person is just as sad because I hope that I meant to them just as much as they have meant to me. Like, My, the reason for my sadness is because they meant so much to me because I enjoyed them so much because I loved them so much because they were a big player in my life. And when I lost them, it left a very huge hole. And so I think that that can speak to the volumes of, you know, lost relationships or um, deaths, you know, obviously when you lose someone, especially unexpected, um, just know that the depth, you know, if, if it's really big and people are wondering why you can't get out of it, it you can remind yourself at least that it's because you love them to a very, a large degree and that leaves a big gap, you know? Okay. Um, so next, um, uh, so keep your life as simple as possible. So when you're going through loss and when, especially if it's a big thing, um, like a death or um, a big change in your life, like a, you know, a move where you lose all of your comforts and your people and you're, you're kind of, I, you know, alienated by yourself um, or if you have a divorce or something like that, something big, a really big thing in your life that creates a lot of change. Um, keep your life as simple as possible um, during the, that time right big you know as much as you can like obviously if you're getting divorced you know you have to get a new place you have to get you know like those things but when you are dealing with emotional wounds right and you're trying to heal from them um, the less that you have to deal with the better right and um, so that is really important and um, you'll be exhausted And in no frame of mind to make decisions that's like um, a big thing to remember is don't make big decisions if you don't have to right sometimes you have to and you you have to just buck up and get things done but some the things that you don't have to do just don't and keep it as simple as you can is the advice Um, next is don't pretend that you aren't wounded and I think that our society does a horrible job Remember the super syndrome that we talked about um, before? It is real, and this is and this is one of the places where super syndrome is. You know, we praise people like, "Oh yeah, you got divorced, and and look, your life is all like better already." Well, but that's the thing is like that is a big deal, right? And someone going through that needs a village, right? You need support, you need friends, you need, um, there's so much that you're gonna need through different changes and different losses. Um, So make sure that you are not pretending that you're okay when you're not and not falling into the super syndrome and that you're leaning on people, right? You're leaning on your support groups, you're leaning on your people in your life and if you don't have a lot of people in your life at the time, Find people in unexpected ways. You know, go to support groups. They have that um, stuff online that you can do on Zoom meetings. They have, there's all different ways to find support, but don't hold on to things and feel like you have to take everything in on your own because you don't. And I think that that is um, where people maybe spend longer amounts in stages that they maybe necessarily wouldn't if. If they would just ask for the help or, or when people are offering help is to actually accept it. Right. But remember, it's up to you to know what you need and to know who you need it from, because that's really important to sometimes you're not going to need support from maybe like an ex's in-law, like family member, like, like that's not a thing for you and you don't feel comfortable with that. So respect your personal boundaries and what feels good to you. Right. Okay um so and another um the advice was develop rituals to help facilitate the healing process and some of those rituals can be and these are things from like therapists and counselors that deal with people that deal with loss and, and trauma um of like you know going through grief and things like that um so writing a letter you can write a letter to like so if you lost someone um it can be really healing to write a letter to them um it can actually even be really healing to write a letter From them back to yourself and I know that sounds kind of eerie or weird but I've actually heard that that's really really healing for people and they um, they say that sometimes you would just know what they would say and then it just feels like they're with you right and that can be very powerful so um you know if that is something that helps you heal let it be and and you can always just keep it to yourself or whatever you know um, find an outlet. So start something new. A lot of people like, will like pick up an old hobby or a new hobby, um, doing something that, um, helps you. Like it maybe help. It's something that you like, but it also like lets you get energy out. Right. I know for me personally, um, this podcast has been my outlet and not only has it been like, my journey to health, like to learn about health and to be a healthier person and to like understand those things for myself. But it has been a really good outlet for me. And, um, so yeah, find something that, that you can do that not takes your mind necessarily all the way away from something. Cause obviously you want to, you know, grieve properly, but also you know that you need breaks, right? And you need to like put your mind to towards health, right? And so doing something can be very healthy for you. Um, they also say that like if you've lost someone, so do something in the person's honor. Um, so you can, you know, like if you um I don't have an example like it. Oh, I had a friend one time who um she told me about a loss that she had and So she wrote a poem and then she um, framed it for the family. And it was just like something beautiful like that. Right. Um, uh, Next, you can share your story. That usually is very powerful for people. So sharing it verbally or, you know, writing it down and sharing it that way. That is usually um, I know that's one of the things that um, I did. Uh, I wrote a whole book about my loss um, when I lost my my first baby and so that can be very healing and very powerful too um share your struggles with uh, your support system so this can be like family it can be friends it can be people that you actually don't even know it can be like through like support groups or even like maybe you go to a park one day and you just sit down and you know some strangers come up and you share you know that you're going through a loss and then you know you like support can come in unexpected ways and, and just, um, welcome it when it comes because it is beautiful and it's there to heal you. Okay. Next is you can journal about your grief. So this one's, um, a lot of people say that it helps them. And I actually do this one myself and it does, it does help me. So, um, it's really, it's a beautiful practice. Okay. And then next, um, advice is give yourself permission to set grieving aside for a while. So especially if it's a big loss, right? A daunting loss, you can, um, my dog is snoring. I'm so sorry if you can hear that in the background. It's so funny, but, um, <laughs> he's on the floor right next to me. Um, so, but anyways, give yourself permission to set uh, grief aside. So like, you know, you can go and you can go through these stages, but you can also set it aside and have moments that you enjoy. Like if you just need a break from even thinking about it, you know, take a break go to the beach, you know, take, you know, whatever you need to do, it really, it is okay to take a, a break from grief and then come back to it when you need to. That is totally okay. Um, next is seek support from safe people who don't tell you how to mourn. So that's important is to remember that, if someone's telling you how you're supposed to be mourning, that's not really beneficial or helpful. They can give you suggestions on what helps them and that's okay, right? Um, giving like, like I'm doing right now, I'm giving you suggestions that I've compiled from therapists and counselors, right? But um, how you are going to mourn and heal and grieve is totally your thing and no one can tell you what you need. So if that's you know, selling your house and moving to a foreign country, do it, right? You will know, you know, because you love yourself. Okay. And then the next one is accept that your life will be crazy or out of whack for a while. And that's okay too. Um, and don't judge yourself. There's no place for judgment, right? Just know that it's going to be different and you're going to be different and you're never going to be the same after this loss. It's just, it, that's just how it is right um the next one is have faith that morning leads to healing um and it's true you can't stay in the same place for the same for forever like you can't it's not possible and you're not going to and just know that it's going to lead to healing right and have that faith when you're in the hard times because believe me there are some times where you feel like you're physically going to die like i have had it be that bad where it's like, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know if I'm going to be okay. And then that doesn't last forever. Like that feeling subsides, right? Um Even happiness subsides. Like nothing's last forever. So just remember that. This too shall pass is a good quote that one of my good friends always says. This too shall pass. So just know that. Um... And then self-care is the most important during mourning and grief because that's where you take it moment by moment and you say what do I need right now what do I need right what do I need in this moment right um, and and no people pleasing no in those critical moments where you're trying to take care of yourself and you're trying to stay, stay above the surface, right? It's not, we need primarily, it needs to be about you. Okay. And no people pleasing. It's not about other people right now. It's about you. So if you need to to block people or if you need to cut people out of your life because they're not filling a healthy cup for you right now, that's okay. Right. And then maybe come back to them at a different time, but you needed to, to be able to self-care and you need to be able to do that in any moment, right? So no people pleasing and just take it moment by moment because that's, what's going to get you through it is literally moment by moment. And then that's all of the advice that they had, but I, Felt like that was all really good stuff and it all really points back to like all the things that we're learning about self-love right about you know like really being compassionate having a good self um, inner voice knowing how to take care of ourselves really good self-care um you know knowing how to reach for things right that feel pleasurable and feel good um, knowing what we need being being really self-aware of what we need in any moment um, and then doing things that can facilitate um, for our health and our happiness right because that's what it's all about is feeling good and living a life that you feel good in and a skin that you feel good in and a heart that you feel good in that you're radiating in and that's when trauma happens making sure that we can Remember that that is your normal outside of trauma and loss and that you can always get back to that, that you will get back to that and you're just going to take it moment by moment and you're going to love yourself through it and you're going to love yourself in the hard parts and you're going to soothe yourself in that pain, right? And you're going to reach out for support. And and so that's the thing is like knowing how to do that, those things outside of the trauma so that when the trauma hits, that you can do those things just naturally, right? So that you can do those things like a breath, like taking a breath, because that is that is how hard it gets. It gets that hard when you have really, really big loss to, to even just breathe sometimes, right? Remembering to breathe, remembering that it's okay. I am breathing. And I am alive. And I am going to get through anything. Okay. Well, and I'm going to leave you with a quote. Um, and it was by C.S. Lewis. And it was in a book that he wrote about grief. Um, and it said, Nobody ever told me that grief felt so much like fear. And when I heard that, I it really reminded me of like, my moments of like deep, deep grief and mourning because my fear felt really big in those moments, right? It felt almost identical. So love yourself through it and um, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And don't forget, love yourself. All right, take care. Bye.